Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Sorry, I was oh. taking water. What Vicky Barcelona. <laughs> the show's namesake, BJ Shea, is drinking water elsewhere. He is Aww. not here today, but running the boards is Joey D's. Hello. Not drinking water over there. No, I'm not drowning either. On today's show, we will talk with Gareth von Kallenbach about all sorts of nerdy stuff. We'll get into episode five of WandaVision, which, yeah. spoiler alert, is big. And, of course, <laughs> the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Get our blogs, podcasts, and more. More. Or just, you know, BJ Geek Nation, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Yes, plenty of ways to get hold of us. Give us that feedback. Send us an email, bjgeeknation at gmail.com, and uh, eventually I'll read that. Uh, sometimes it might be a little bit uh, behind on the times on that, but uh, it's not you, it's me. If you think that we uh, did not get a hold of you and uh, you sent something, send it again, and I'll probably see it this time. Probably. And uh, let's get on right with some uh, fun stuff because we do have Mr. Gareth von Kallenbach with us. Again, he is from Skewed and Reviewed. You can find out more information about all the fun stuff that he does, all the news and information at SKNR.net. Gareth von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. And now we know that the East Coast has opened up uh, a lot of their theme parks, especially Florida with uh, Disney World. And you and I have talked a bit back and forth talking about what's going on in the West Coast. Mueller specifically with uh, both uh, Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm. Do we have any further information about that now? We do, actually. It just uh, came down. Now, one is confirmed. The other is speculation. But several major outlets, including the local papers, have all said this is coming. So, you know, while there's not firm details on it, at least we know. So uh, starting with Knott's Berry Farm, uh, they have... um, They've resumed the taste events. Now, for those that don't know, what they do is they basically open up the park for limited access. So you have to buy a taste card. And um, they have these very fancy specialty foods all over the place. And you get five tastes or, you know, five portions. But when they call them a taste, it's not just a a mouthful. It is basically a, a proper meal. And you have five um, that you can go to. They said there'll be about 65 different food and drink options. Wow. And you can go around there. You can always get a card to buy more taste and that sort of thing. But the card gets you into the park. Now, there won't be any rides going or anything like that. Uh, at some events, they have had entertainment, but it's things like they'll come out in the ghost town and stand up on the balcony and do stuff like that. So they're not out mixing. Obviously, you have to be masked. You have to be spaced. And last year, they had a boysenberry thing. They had kind of a Halloween thing, and there was some decor up. And they started a Christmas thing that we were actually planning on looking at. uh, And then, unfortunately, they shut down a week before our um, trip. And, of course, they'll be, you know, in the the shops outside. There's specialty items and things like that. And they've been well-received by the local um, health department for exceeding the guidelines for what was required, like people we talked to said, when you sit down to eat something, there's nobody within 20, 30 feet of you, and you're in like an outdoor tent or that. There's plenty of places that if you want to be off completely on your own, and then they, as it went along, they opened up more of the park so you could walk through. So that's basically what they resumed doing. They've decided that 
Uh, traditionally, in March, they have the Boysenberry Festival, which, you know, obviously celebrates the fruit that started the whole uh, park, literally, because that's what the farm that it's based on totally, you know, yeah. created. And so that's what it is. There'll be a tasting event. There'll be, we're not sure about entertainment, but at least people can get in, they can shop, they can go to the restaurants and stuff that are outside the park for to-go service. There's some talk that they'll be doing some outside dining, uh, but nothing inside yet. And you can go to the park, you can go look at the various attractions, you can take the photos, take a look at the decor. They'll have some like local vendors and specialty things for sale in the park at booths, and then they'll have the various tasting events. So not too bad. Now, by contrast, Disney is the big mystery. They have not even opened up their hotels since this oh, wow. all began. They've only had the downtown Disney shopping district, some of the restaurants. They've recently allowed part of California Adventure that you go into a couple of the shops, get some to-go stuff. The word that has come down this week is that they are going to have all they're referring to it as a ticketed event with entertainment. Hmm. Now, people believe it is a similar event to what Knotts is doing in that it will be limited access. You have to have a ticket to get in. You you know must be masked. You must be spaced. There will still be the health, uh, the temperature checks and everything to get into the area. But the idea behind it, as I understand it, is that you'd go in. Some of the, sh- the shops would be open. There might be some tasting events. I've heard people say, uh, there won't be parades, but there will be entertainment. Some people have speculated, are they going to fire up the world of color and get the light and the water show going again? But, you know, can that be done and space people out safely to meet the guidelines? Who knows? Uh, the rides aren't going to be going, but, you know, they're going to have something. Yeah. And that that's supposed to start, we keep hearing mid-March. They haven't put anything on sale yet, but that at least is something that people are saying, Okay, we're you know we're seeing that the LA Zoo has said they're going to open up next week. So apparently they're you know they're slowly seeing their cases are dropping, things are getting better. So they're going to say, all right, we're going to dip the toe in again and see if perhaps we can go and do these kind of things and you know how they're going to go. Yeah, and it's I mean baby steps at this point in time. You got to go and pay attention to what's happening with the local political climate. Obviously, what orders are coming down from the governor and whatnot, and just abide by those rules. and And if everybody like wants to do these things, just stay safe. Keep yourself uh, close. Uh, you know, well, not keep yourself close, but keep yourself with masks and do do all the protocol that they've been asking you to do. Now, talking and moving on from that, E uh, three is is that going full virtual? Do we even know at this point? Yes, the situation we were told this week is that E3 is coming back because it's very important to remember they did not have an E3 in any way, shape, or form in 2020. It was canceled, and everyone was like, well, what about all these virtual events? No, what happened was a a ton of organizations jumped in and did virtual events. Now, my personal experience, I found a lot of them kind of tedious. I found them a lot of them to be talking heads that were just trying to get themselves trending. There was just hour after hour of these things that were focusing mostly on really small developers and indie games. And, you know, I found myself spending hours watching these things, watching these people do shtick. And I'm sitting there going, I, I don't care about any of these games. You know, they're not yeah. really doing it for me. And it was when Sony and Microsoft... And EA, you know, did their own showcases 
later in the summer, that's when you said, okay, now I'm starting to see things that I'm interested in. And what we've been told is that the ESA, the Entertainment Software Association, who are the, you know, the people behind E3, that sort of thing, obviously they know that a live show in the convention center is not going to happen. It's important to look at, they were considering transitioning before the situation last year in that we talked about how they were bringing the general public in and that sort of thing. And there was some talk that Sony's off doing their own thing now and Activision didn't come. And this company, you know, is E3 diminishing and blah, blah, blah. And this, you know, they go through cycles and they themselves were saying, look, we're kind of changing the focus a bit. We'd like to maybe be more of a, a trade show event for, um, media and that sort of thing. So, you know, who, who knows what that was going to look like. So what's happened is they've come out and said, it's still going to be June 15th through 17th. They still need the final sign off from the powers that be, but they've at least started the process. Now they didn't make the official announcement. This has come out through various sites and organizations and they've had to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of where we're leaning. So, The plan is it will be a a virtual event, but what they want to do is they want to give the various developers, large and small, their own showcases. And this will be kind of, as I see it, in the days leading up to E3, you see companies in traditional years, EA, Ubisoft, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, do these, Bethesda, do these big virtual showcases where they, you know, come out and do the stage presentation. A lot of them do their own little fair outside with hands-on, that sort of thing. Not going to see that very likely. That's, but you yeah. will also get to see the rank-and-file people be able to come in and do their presentations over three days. That's a pretty good call with that, just doing a kind of like uh, spacing it out sort of thing like that with all of that. So it's some good news when it comes down to it. At the very least, they're they're trying stuff. <laughs> Correct. And it's, you know, it's like I was talking with a rep from a major company and they referred to it as they said for them, it's a very difficult thing because they have to put a ridiculous amount of work in preparing for the show, a traditional show yeah. and, you know, that sort of thing. And I said, right, but you understand it from our standpoint in the media, going to the booths, talking to people, playing the games, you cannot substitute that with an online stream or a reveal there's, and there's just an energy to it. And my thought was, I said, I was curious if perhaps they would consider similar to what some of these companies do before their big showcase event, where they have a a tented off, well, not a tented off, but they have an outdoor area Mm -hmm. and there's various outdoor kiosks. And maybe they might try to say, okay, we're going to let, I don't know, 500 people an hour through and got to be masked up. We're going to temperature check you and you can go from outdoor booth to outdoor booth, see the games, that sort of thing. And then I realized, yeah, I could see that being a lot of problem. And there could be that, you know, do we really want to be the one that has to do all this health and safety enforcement? Let's just go online. But that seems to be where we're heading. And then of course, as the industry churns, Everybody's again, as we've talked about, is starting to look at what you know. San Diego Comic Con. Are they going to try to do some kind of hybrid live uh, people in person? And then you come back to PAX, who you know, September. People have said, I think PAX is going to try to make a go of it. I keep hearing this over and over. Um, 
you know, again, potentially a hybrid. They've already come out and said, we will not have a sellout if you cannot make if you cannot get a ticket, you will be able to watch online. And, yeah. you know, a lot of us have read that as we're going to do a limited capacity show. And as I mean, kind of be it should be at this point. And the hardest part about PAX is it's it's always been billed as the place where the fans can go and play the games. Even if you got to sit in line for forever, you still get a chance to do that. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Uh, before we finish up here, just some quick news. We talked about Borderlands uh, last week with the movie, but you got some in- interesting information about Borderlands Three. Correct. So we've got the whole situation, uh, Valentine's Day coming up, and what the plan is, is that they're going to bring Broken Hearts Day back for a second um, go-round. And of course, you're going to have Maurice the Saurian have a special adventure for you. But in addition to that, you're going to have all sorts of director's cut season two updates for those that have uh, access to that uh, available. And these are going to be things from uh, vault cards to special events to all sorts of things. You're going to see Tales from the Borderlands uh, released again, so that's going to be made available to people. Oh, the nice. you know the Telltale game and a lot of things, a lot of adjustments. Um, you kind of have to look under the hood because you know I, I'm kind of the person that what gets my attention is when they say, "Here's a new DLC, here's new campaign." Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all you know that's not what's happening. But they're saying. We have events, and we all know some of the events can be quite good, like when they had the Halloween thing where you got a a mission that you could power through in about an hour, hour and a half, and take down the big guy. That was a lot of fun to do. Absolutely. So. Lots we'll of see. yeah, lots of fun stuff with that. I mean, they're putting out this stuff to have some fun, and you know, people like we said, like people may be stuck at home, and uh, being able to uh, crack open some of the older games is a great thing uh, for that to uh, work out, and you know, help pass the time, and uh, maybe play with your sweetie on Valentine's Day. <laughs> exactly. You know, I I already got the. I've been trying to get Jen to play forever because she's only played uh, some of them at the conventions, and I keep getting the. Every time I play with you, you tend to be too bossy. Standard refrain. <laughs> and so I got the. I want to play it through on my own before I do co-op. And of course, as someone who's played all of them, I think, yeah, there's going to come a point where the frustration is going to come in, and you know they're going to. She's going to want the extra firepower, so I just get to <laughs> hang back and bring my high-level character into her. Level 10 battle or whatever. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Thank you so much, Gareth. Again, Gareth von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. Lots of ways to get lots of information about all that geeky stuff. Thanks, man. Anytime. Take care. Thank you, Gareth. Again, Gareth von Kallenbach, Skewed and Reviewed. Find all that stuff. Follow him on the old Facebooks because he posts a lot of stuff on there. Uh, we need to talk about episode five of WandaVision. Now, as of this recording, you're on to episode six. Uh, So whatever we're saying right now could be true, could be not true. I have no idea because, well, we haven't watched it yet. Uh, I did kind of want to, after this last episode, go back and uh, listen to uh, our older uh, stuff and see what our predictions were, mm-hmm. um, but I forgot. So I uh, eh. didn't really do that, but uh, if anyone wants to go back uh, back in time and uh, let me know if uh, we were right or wrong about any predictions, that'd be sweet. 
This one was interesting, and uh, I thought it was a good way to kind of catch more people up as we were going along with it, still kind of going along the lines of both having a sword uh, outside, dealing with what is going on inside, and then just the whole sitcom aspect, which now we've moved into the 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 full house, family ties, who's yep. the boss, sort of late 80s or 80s, 90s, sort of uh, the cusp on all of that. Uh, we get to see the fun, uh, the fun aspects of watching babies turn into nine-year-olds, which was very strange, but also, I, I mean, strange on many aspects because they were doing it on their own, which I thought was really weird. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And, and then finally, it comes down to uh, some realizations that, yeah, we've got Vision. Obviously, we've seen Vision um, dead uh, in a couple of things. You see his corpse and stuff, and that's when we find out through this one is that... Uh, Wanda actually went pretty quickly after the events of Endgame and stole Vision's corpse, which means that she's playing marionette with uh, her love's body. Yep. In a more fancy way. Yeah, it's creepy. It's super creepy. Yeah, so I got a question, because I was a little confused, I suppose. Does Vision actually have control over anything and... Does he get to keep his memories? Because he looks like he gets wiped every once in a while. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of the issue with that because he was freaking out. I think it was this episode mm-hmm. where he was like, I can't remember anything from before this this location from Westview. So I would have to say at this point he has no memories of what was going on. No Endgame, no Ultron, no nothing. So to that, uh, to your question then, it would s- stand to reason that she can just wipe his memory no matter what and just do kind of a hard reset. But he realizes... Factory reset. But it's <laughs> odd though because he does realize when things are going wrong. Yeah. Like when the kids aged all of a sudden he was like, why is this happening? Why is she free? Why are people freaking out? Like why, you know, and the- but then the next scene it's fine. Well, and you even see that uh, was the one Agnes? of the yeah with Agnes when she so comes should in. Should we do it again? Yeah, should we take do this take again? And that was like one of those fourth wall breaking moments for Vision, mm-hmm. where where uh, uh, Wanda doesn't know what to do and is just trying to get through the whole scene while he's constantly questioning stuff. So yeah, I don't know, like I I don't know his place in this. Obviously, we know it's his corpse, but also if she's just reanimating that. Wouldn't he still just be the supercomputer that he is, and maybe that's why he's figuring everything out so quickly? Yeah, I, I'm wondering if he's coming back to life, or if that's the end game. I don't know. Like, I mean, is hey. he technically <laughs> still Jarvis in a sense? Like, I thought he so. Was. Yeah, yeah, it, like, yeah. So, I mean, is that what's happening? He just doesn't have a physical form, and she's connecting the two. One of my favorite things about all of this is just trying to um, figure this all out before Sword figures it out, mm-hmm. because it, it, they're running very parallel mm-hmm. with uh, the fans out there, and they're kind of like the fans trying to catch up everyone, it seems, a lot of the times. So they put out some information, and they're like, oh, okay, uh, so this is kind of helping everyone who might not necessarily get it or who were maybe a little bored with the sitcom stuff. Because I know like some of the people out there and uh, some of the people here, Joe, you included, were like, well, why do we need this? Uh, but it's interesting to see how they're incorporating the whole sitcom aspect into uh, the actual reality that's there. And I like it because it's different. It's not a typical sitcom. It's not a, like it's a, not another show like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We've already had an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. type mm-hmm. show. And I feel like if they didn't do that, it would just be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. part. Duh. Yeah. 
And we're, uh, we're, we would be absolutely remiss if we didn't talk about the shell-shocking finale to the episode where I literally was watching it, saw the back of the guy's head, and I said, <gasps> holy F. Like, I won't, so you don't yeah. have to edit it or anything no, like that. But I, it was literally the <laughs> word out loud. Because I, I had watched it earlier in the day because I had some time to kill. So I'm watching it on my phone and I text him like, have you seen it yet? Because I need to talk about it. And he's like, no, I haven't. I know. <laughs> I was, well, and that was the, like the, the, the shocking part was I, we didn't, I didn't watch it until uh, Friday night, probably after 5 p.m. Somehow I managed the entire day. And with our job, we have to be on social media. Mm-hmm. Somehow that didn't get spoiled for me. So. Good I don't job, even internet. know how it happened. I wonder if people just didn't understand what was going on. Like, they don't recognize him. Maybe. And it was like, okay. And if we basically what happened was, was that we get to see uh, uh, Pietro. Pietro, which is her brother, who passed away in, in Age a, of Ultron. Yes, because, well, he was, uh, he got, he got waxed didn't, by Ultron. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, right. Hmm. And so. Reference. You watch it, and then, like, you're like, okay, well, he's dead. But then, like, she grabbed Pietro from the Fox X-Men universe. Yep. It's but he comes in with like a different accent almost. Like, hey, you New York, but but I can't tell if it's because of the sitcom show or if that's really what he sounds like. I think it is from the sitcom show mm-hmm. because she was trying to find obviously that it's the the ne'er do well brother or cousin or uncle or whatever that comes into the show to kind of be that like sort the of Uncle weird Jesse. Foil. Yeah, exactly. And so you're like, okay, how did she get him? And it's like. Well, obviously, if we know stuff about from uh, Spider-Man Three, all the rumors going around with that, the fact that Doctor Strange is in the uh, in the multiverse of madness, it seems that this is my fan theory on this one that she can't bring anybody back, which they mentioned that from the dead. Um, the with the reason, doggy, yeah, with the doggy, even though she had the corpse, she couldn't bring it back. The reason why she was able to bring back Vision is because he's, he's not human. Exactly. He's not, not a being. He's a robot. So she wanted to bring him back. And, well, what do you do? You're just reaching out into the blind eternities or however which way you want to say it. You grab someone from somewhere that is supposed to be your brother. And, well, I mean, it's a reasonable Well, because he's facsimile. technically still, I mean, I never saw the Apocalypse movie. Not Apocalypse, excuse me. Uh, Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix one. I think he made it through all I the I think he made that. it through. So he's still alive in that universe. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if this is right or not because I don't know much about the comic books. But in the other universe, the X Men universe, Magneto yes. is the father yep. of Wanda, correct? Yes. Yeah. It's it's super complicated, but because she never makes an appearance, yes. technically. Yeah. So in this one, she's stealing her brother, which means that they, she could also bring back other characters from that X Men universe. Then, quite possibly, which could introduce mutants. And that that's is what they're thinking. That's a big thing on that. Also, I've read uh, the fact that um, uh, Nerdist put out an article saying uh, maybe how mutants can exist in the MCU wasn't necessarily Wanda, um, but it was the blip. So oh. coming back, these people suddenly now have maybe mutations in their genes from coming back from the blip. Which I mean, it's it's I mean, it's fine if that this is that this universe and they kind of like they still pulled like Pietro and like the X Men universe where it's been where it's still m- there's still mutants. Mutants yeah. have been around since like the beginning of time, like we know with Apocalypse and then even with Magneto, who mm-hmm. the big central storyline with Magneto is him being a survivor of the Holocaust. You know, yeah. he's a Holocaust survivor. 
Um, so like I, I don't I as somebody who grew up and their first love in the geeky comic book world was X Men. Yeah, I'd be very disappointed. If, like mutants are here now. And the but one, like, yeah, <laughs> the one thing that they're 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 really pointing towards the fact that uh, Monica Rambeau came back from the blip. And when they're doing scans of her, uh, they're not seeing anything. They're it's seeing the white light. noise. Yeah, which leads into her character because in the comic book she was known as Spectrum, who can basically turn into any form of energy and use their attributes one at a time. She has, I think, so, multiple types of powers, and she actually yeah. has multiple uh, code names. Like one of them being Photon, which we saw was like Photon. one of her her mom's, like on her mom's plaque. Yeah, it's like Maria Photon. Uh, Rambo, which so, by the way, I love that name. So Rambo. it's kind of an interesting way to kind of put all that out there. We don't know which way they're going to be going with this. I really want to see what they're going to be doing with uh, Pietro. Uh, obviously, um, they've probably addressed this by now since uh, you're listening to this podcast on at least a Friday. Uh, I want to go home and watch it now. I know. Another big thing, too, also that was very interesting, there was a planned end game uh, teaser um, what we really saw at the end of it was just the clanking noises of Tony working on the original Iron Man suit. And that kind of put a nice bookend bow tie on everything mm-hmm. that was going on with that. The original uh, plan was to show Vision's corpse in a body bag drawer through a stinger. Um, but before they could move forward with that, the MCU architect Kevin Feige came out, decided against it. But it does roll along the same lines that Sword had his corpse. And then henceforth, she was able to steal it from that place. So uh, everything is tied. Tying in, and they've got these big plans. I'm very excited to see where they're going to be going with this because coming up is episode six. Then we got seven, eight, nine, mm. and they'll be done. So only a month more of one division to figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> um, by the way, I'm still hoping that we get a like Jimmy Woo slash um, <laughs> Darcy like Darcy series, which like, everyone on the internet seems to be wanting, like an X Men type series. Yes, I'm not X Men. Excuse me, X Files type series where he just goes to random things. And I think there was even an article like on Cinema uh, Blend. It's like where other places they can insert him in the future. Like, for example, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantum Mania. Oh yeah, do with that. What, the 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 Multiverse of Madness. You could still have him somewhere with all of that. Maybe him hanging out with uh, She Hulk. Yeah. Oh hey. Definitely she Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, what if, but I feel like they've probably already animated it. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't need necessarily, yeah. I, those were with all the superheroes doing the weirdo things at that point. I would love, love to see him kind of pop up, just like they had um, Agent Coulson pop up in all the movies. Even if it was just, like, a little bit, I would yeah. love to see him. If he's the upcoming. if he's the phase four and beyond Agent Coulson, right. I'm down for it. Yeah. Absolutely. I love this. Stick him in everything. Make uh, a thing. <laughs> uh, but let us know how you feel about WandaVision so far. Likes, dislikes, what you what your theories are love to hear all of that but now it is time to get to the geek sheet with vicky b all right vicky what's going on first things first this sunday is valentine's day okay yes it is so don't forget that this is your oh, friendly okay. ryan oh, don't all right, forget. all right all right yeah oh. buy something geeky for your significant other and or I found, whatever else you want to get if I mean, you follow us on one. facebook i found the perfect post that tells you what she really wants for valentine's day what she want it says this valentine's day give her what she really wants a throne forged from the bones of her enemies and a relentless reign of terror over the masses. Well, we know what Vicky wants. Yes, I do. Maybe with a little bow on it. That'd be nice, too. Or maybe the Iron Throne. Made with a thousand swords of your fallen enemies. <laughs> but this is your friendly reminder that you only have a few days. And you know what is also very sexy? If you're getting yourself a throne, 
Well, different kind of throne. Get yourself a bidet. Get your sweetie a bidet, and you'll get a nice that's, clean butt. That's not sexy, but it is practical. All right. Well, maybe, Moving maybe, on. Maybe not for uh, Valentine's Day, then. Big news everywhere the last couple of days. If you did not see this, Gina Carano, Carino, Carano. Carano, yeah. Will no longer be a part of the Star Wars universe. No, she's kind of a terrible person. <laughs> Cara Dune will no longer be a part of this. The Disney's already come up saying she's not employed with them anymore because she has had, over the course of... You know, many months she's posted some very messed up stuff, and basically the, there was one more post that was the last straw in a recently removed post. You can go find it. Um, it sucks because I love that character, but, but I'm not going to miss her. Yeah, exactly. And that was even, I saw a funny kind of a TikTok out there that was like, well, here's the thing. It's like, uh, like well, I'm going to miss how integral her character was to the entire Mandalorian pl- Okay, never mind on that. I'm going to miss her really, really good at acting. Oh, no, no, never mind. All right, fine. I'm okay with this. Yeah. Like, there's, and someone's like, well, how can you do this? Like, how can you have this character, like, not be a part of uh, this whole story? And it's like, you go to a different planet. Yeah. And uh, maybe you don't have to worry about that planet. But also, I've heard people saying that they want Lucy Lawless to come in oh. and not replace the character, but kind of come in as her vengeful sister. I like. This. Which I'm okay with. I love Lucy Lawless. I like anything nerdy. She's basically either been in or she should be in. Yeah, and I'm always okay with Lucy Lawless. And I really, I kind of almost hope it's not necessarily a sister kind of yeah. thing. Like uh, just something like if I, you guys watch Misfits when Nathan left, yeah, and they brought in Rudy. Mm-hmm. He's not a hundred percent Nathan, but he was Nathan like. Yeah, he was that comic relief. So something to kind of fill that void without necessarily having it need to be tied in, you know? Yeah. I'm not too stressed about having uh, Cara Dune no longer a part of the Mandalorian. She was not a main character. Yeah. No. I, I get that she was in a couple episodes, but she's just one of the gang. She seemed kind of kind of like ham-fisted in for the second season anyway. Yeah. So, like, yeah, sure, I'm okay. I think the thing I liked is that she doesn't look like your typical woman. Mm-hmm. She looks like a warrior, which I really appreciated because I always feel like you get these women in these warrior-like roles and I'm not saying that they don't train hard or they don't bust their ass to get into this shape but it's nice to see almost like the Amazonian figure mm-hmm. vibe so totally I'm, I like I'm to- I was totally for that but other than that I'm like okay yeah cool I'm I, cool without it totally uh the thing that we should really be like upset about huh is that Ke- Kevin Feige yeah has already assured us that there will not be a Marvel Star Wars crossover movie well, I mean, okay, <laughs> good. Like, they should I, have those two separate properties be completely separate. Yes, I, it, it's one of those I'm sure he gets but, questioned a lot because I think there's been comics with crossovers and stuff, which oh, those yeah, are fun. Those yeah. are fun what-ifs. But I think it's funny that he had to make that announcement. And it's it's like one of those funny things in just the terms of the fact is like, yeah, like, we're getting into the craziness of the multiverse. We feel that we shouldn't have to address this, but the fact that Disney owns everything, yeah, we kind of have to address this. Now, I'm kind of waiting personally to see like Luke or Darth Vader in like a Kingdom Hearts game because that puts in all of the Disney properties (laughs) uh, and usually mixed in with Square Enix. So it'd be kind of fun to see that. Force choke Goofy. (laughs) That is a noise I don't think I want to hear. Oh, dear. Well, yuck. (laughs) Until next time, stay nerdy.